0: Football MD fans, I am Dan Ronan, joined as always with my co-host, Mike Bowling, and we are excited to bring you episode 42 of the Football MD Podcast. This is the Super Bowl 53 preview episode, Rams versus Patriots. It's going to be a great game, we are all very excited, it's what we wait for all, all year long and it's time, but before we get into the game, a couple of reminders. Go to our website, footballmdpodcast.com to check out our two latest articles. It's my first mock draft of the season, and we have the end-of-year offensive line article written by none other than our in-house offensive line specialist, Mike Bowe. Also, go to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at FootballMDPod to catch our top 50 college prospect player profiles and our all-IR team from the 2018 season. With no further ado, we can jump right into Super Bowl 53.
1: And this is going to be an awesome game between the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. This is actually a bit of a coming full circle Game four, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the Patriots dynasty really started back in 2001 against the Rams, and that was Brady's first Super Bowl appearance, and while this might not be the greatest show on turf, 18 years later, Bill Belichick is facing another prolific Rams offense, so there are a few matchups that I'm really excited to break down here, and the first one is going to be the Patriots offensive line against the Rams defensive line, and the Patriots don't have a ton of big names on their line, but they've been one of the best units in the NFL this season, allowing just 21 sacks, that's the third fewest in the NFL and they've been lights out in the postseason. They've allowed zero sacks on 90 dropbacks despite facing pass rushers like Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Chris Jones, D. Ford, and Justin Houston. In fact, Brady has only been hit three times on those 90 dropbacks. And Sonny Michel has certainly benefited from his line's play as well, running for 931 yards and 6 touchdowns in his 13 games played this season. And he's gone for 242 yards and 5 touchdowns in just 2 playoff games. Now he'll face a Rams team that allowed the 10th most rushing yards during the regular season. But they really have come on as of late, allowing just 93 rushing yards and 1 rushing touchdown and just 2.3 yards per carry to the combination of Ezekiel Elliott and the Saints tandem of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. So I do think that getting their running backs going will be crucial for the Patriots in this one. If they can control the ball with Sony Michel as their lead back, utilize James White as the dynamic pass catching option that he is, and mix it up with Rex Burkhead as kind of a wild card who can pick up crucial yardage as a runner and a receiver, this will really help them control the tempo of this game and keep the ball away from the Rams' prolific offense. We saw it against the Chiefs when the Patriots ran 94 offensive plays, eating up a ridiculous this 43 minutes and 59 seconds of game clock. But of course, this will be their toughest test of the season with Aaron Donald and the rest of the Rams defensive line. Obviously, we mentioned how they've stepped up in the running game as of late, but their pass rush has been a problem for teams all season long. Aaron Donald has obviously been dominant with 20.5 sacks this season, but he also leads the NFL with 87 total pressures. The Chiefs, D. Ford, finished second in this category with 19 fewer pressures than Donald. And they have three other former first round picks on their line with new Ndamukong Su, Michael Brockers, and Dante Fowler. None of those three were nearly as productive as Donald, but Sue and Fowler have really came on in the playoffs. And if cornerbacks Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters can win their one-on-one battles in the receiving game, this will allow the Rams to really attack the Patriots' offensive line with extra bodies near the line of scrimmage in a variety of eight- and nine-man fronts.
0: Yeah, and to me, you nailed it. You talked about Aaron Donald and the pressure he creates, and then the outside corners Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, because that's what it's going to come down to for me. The few times that Tom Brady has lost in the Super Bowl, it's been because you get to him, you get him uncomfortable, you force him off the spot, and he's not able to make the plays that he normally makes. If the game is in Tom Brady's hand, you got to bet on Tom Brady at this point every single time. So, so in the best interest of the Rams, they have to get to him. They have to affect Tom Brady. And the way they do that is by doing something that they pretty much excel at anyway. That's interior pressure. Because when you pressure a non-mobile quarterback that expects to step up in the pocket, he steps right into the pass rush. That's the problem with the Chargers, the Chiefs. They all have amazing pass rushers. D. Ford, you mentioned them, Joey Bosa, but they all rush from the outside. Clean pocket, step up. If they can get that pressure there, then that can really affect Tom Brady and force him off the spot where he doesn't excel like booting outside the pocket and on the move. Also in the playoffs, he's been throwing the ball... On average, less than 10 to 15 yards, so he's not really forcing the ball down the field. Press man disrupts timing and quick routes very well, and with a keep to leave and Marcus Peters, that's exactly what they can do. They can get in the face of the wide receivers of the New England Patriots, press them, not give them much space, jump routes, disrupt timing, and then in that scenario, the better option is to wait for a longer breaking route, a deeper route, and then you give the time for the pass rushers to collapse that pocket on Tom Brady. They have to work hand-in-hand. Hand. They have to play complementary on the defensive side of the ball because their defense has to step up and win this game. I expect the Rams will be able to score. They're going to be able to move the ball. They have too many weapons to not be able to. C. G. Anderson's playing very well. He even personally said, you don't want to see him in a hole. <laughs> and I 100% agree. They were talking about whether he was thick or fat, whatever. I agree with him. Who cares what he looks like? He's killing it right now. He's running very well.
1: Well, I want to know. Do you think he's thick or do you think he do you think he's fat? He's a little chubby. Who
0: cares? <laughs> Who cares? But uh, he is running very well, very downhill. Um, I like that style, bruising running back, and it's really affecting guys late in the season that are beat up. And he really hasn't had that mileage put on him this year, so he's kind of fresh. And he came out and said it himself. Yeah. He's the freshest yeah. running back in the NFL right now. Absolutely. So it plays his advantage and. I expect them to be able to score and move the ball. They have a prolific offense, and Sean McVay is a great play caller. He's going to make a difference in this game. He's going to impact the game in that way. He's going to have a scheme that he's going to be able to move the football, but the defense has to step up and make a couple of stops on Tom Brady and affect Tom Brady when it matters most. If they're able to do that, that'll be the real difference maker for the Rams if they want to win the Super Bowl. Because in all honesty, with Tom Brady's experience, I'll talk. we'll mention that a little bit later, but you gotta be banking on the Patriots in the Super Bowl.
1: It's certainly gonna be a tough one for the Los Angeles Rams here, as it should be, is the Super Bowl. But the two areas of the field where they're really going to have to step up on offense is going to be their receivers against the Patriots' secondary and their running backs against the Patriots' run defense. So I'll start with the receivers, and they really do have an electric passing attack with Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Josh Reynolds. They'll be matched up against four talented Patriots cornerbacks in Stephon Gilmore, Jason McCordy, Jonathan Jones, and JC Jackson. And this will definitely be one of the more interesting situations to watch play out as the Patriots have had a ton of success this season playing Cover one against three wide sets, while the Rams really have torn apart cover one defenses all season long.
0: Yeah, but you can always count on Bill Belichick in a game like this to throw a complete wrench in whatever you think he's going to do. That's the main problem. He's such a versatile coach. He has so much experience. He knows he knows how to attack a team individually. He doesn't go into any one game with one set mindset. Um, just, he doesn't base it off of his own team. He bases it off the team that he's playing and he finds the best strategy for that team. So even though they've excelled at cover one and it's not that they won't do it, but they're going to find a way to, you know, no doubt play the right defense. So,
1: yeah, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they completely switched up their defensive scheme for this game as you know, we've seen them do it in the past and I don't want to take anything away from the Rams in this one, but Let's look at who they've played to get here. And they played the Cowboys, who it was a good Cowboys team, but they definitely run a a less creative offense than the Patriots do. And in the NFC Championship game, they played against Drew Brees, who, let's be honest, he had a bad game. And that call at the end definitely helped. Whether you know, whatever you think about the call is up to you, but that call definitely helped. And to get two future Hall of Famers to have bad games, back to back games, Breeze, then Brady. I don't see it happening for the Rams. This is definitely going to be the toughest test that
0: they're going to be seeing. Undoubtedly. And no doubt, like, I think we covered this already. If you're betting, you got to put your money on the Patriots.
1: And this we- is a great Rams team.
0: Yeah, like absolutely. I said, I don't want
1: to take anything away from them. They certainly have the ability as well to throw a variety of looks at the Patriots, which they would be wise to do. And I know it's going to be very difficult to throw off Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and all of the experience in the NFL that they have, but you cannot let them adjust and continuously make improvements to their game plan. So the Rams are going to have to continuously change what they're doing on both sides of the ball to try and throw off this veteran Patriots
0: team. Staying ahead of the curve, so to speak. And honestly, although Sean McVay doesn't have the experience, he is a creative, crafty mind in the NFL. He understands the game. He's shown that. He deserves the respect for it. He might not have the experience, but he is no doubt a great offensive-minded head coach. He, can, he is a great offensive mind, and he can really affect the game with his schemes and his ability to, like you said, stay ahead of the curve and alter what he was doing in order to not be found out. And on the other side of the ball, don't forget that you have Wade Phillips, a very experienced coach, a very great defensive mind in this NFL. So no doubt the Rams are not short of their own weapons. But again, you're probably relying on the experience of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It goes much much further than just the NFL experience, the Super Bowl experience, the Media coverage, the being pulled in different directions, the not being able to prepare for the game as a normal game without distraction, the actual game, the beginning and the halftime being so long and extended, you're on edge ready to play and then you have to sit and wait and then you wait for an entire concert to pass by at halftime. So like the game itself is much different and it it takes a different experience To be prepared for that game. Something that Sean McVay doesn't have. Something that a lot of the guys on the team don't have. Wade Phillips has been there but you know it's something that the players and Sean McVay as the head coach really don't know and to and no doubt it'll be to the advantage of the New England Patriots because they'll handle it like professionals. They'll be prepared. They won't let the distractions seep in as much as a more novice team in this situation. Not that they're not as talented because the Rams are a very talented team, but the experience really in this game specifically pays a lot of dividends.
1: 100%, and just to wrap this up, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about the matchup between the LA Rams running backs and the Patriots run defense, and the Rams have been one of the top rushing offenses in the NFL this season, and since C.J. Anderson joined this team, they've been even better, averaging 193.5 yards per game. Meanwhile, the Patriots finished as the 19th ranked defense against the run this season. So while I'm sure that Bill Belichick is scheming up a bunch of ways to slow down Todd Gurley, I'm interested to see how they'll be able to stop C.J. Anderson, who really has been dominant since joining the team, and They're both very different types of running backs. Gurley, he needs to generate some momentum to get going, and once he does, obviously he can do some remarkable things. But if the Patriots can clog up the Rams' offensive line like I'm expecting them to attempt to, they can certainly make things challenging for him. Meanwhile, C.J. Anderson, he doesn't need clean lanes to be effective. Like you were saying earlier, he's a thicker, more downhill type of running back. So I think this is going to be very challenging for the Patriots' run defense. Well. Have to see if they will be able to make this adjustment for the new addition to the Rams' backfield. But with that being said, I think you kind of alluded to it a few times throughout this episode. Are you go, you're going with the Patriots in this one?
0: Oh man, I'll be ruined for the Rams no matter what. <laughs> I want the Rams to win. I can't. I can't even. And honestly, I'll even go as far as say is I believe in the Rams. I think they have the skill to do it. I mean, like I said, the experience outweighs so heavily in. The Patriots' favor, and I do think in this game specifically, that is a huge advantage. Well, if you look at. But I'll Shearer, go with the Rams. I, I mean, oh, nice. dude, they have the skill set, they have the ability. I would say, they if you look enough...
1: at pure talent compared to I'm not the prepared Patriots to have. say that
0: they have more but they have equal to the Patriots the yes. Patriots talent might be different it might be unique it might be you know obscure it might not be flashy but it's it's there it, it's, it preval- there. it's prevalent it's prevalent you know what I'm saying they like, names I guess. yeah big they don't have big names they don't have big names, yeah. they have big names. they're not then you know like I said not flashy but the talent is obviously in the room he wins with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady win with you know not the best players but it, it doesn't matter they're good quality players they're just in the right situation with the Patriots they're
1: in the Super Bowl so yeah regardless yeah. of
0: what you say about who's
1: on their team they they must be somewhat good at yeah. least to be able to make it this far I don't care who's your coach or who's your quarterback so um yeah with that being said I'm gonna have to go with the Patriots in this one just like you were saying a couple times earlier just that experience the, the situational awareness and just the way the Patriots have looked in the postseason so far and they've played with a hunger and they really impressed me against the Chiefs last week. So I'm going to bet on Tom Brady to make some history here and walk away with yet another one.
0: And you wouldn't be wrong. Like I said, I'll say right now that I have the confidence in the Rams to win, but if I was putting my money down, the smart bet, honestly, unless you're taking points is the new England Patriots, you know, straight up is probably your best bet. And before we wrap up today, we mentioned earlier my top 50, prospects from the upcoming NFL draft and I had previously talked about Nikhil Harry he's one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft and I figured I would cover another one for you guys here now today before we wrap up and then you can go check out the Instagram page at football MD pod to keep following and stay up to date with all the top all the top prospects coming into the draft and be well informed and uh, be prepared to see who your team drafts The wide receiver I'm going to be talking about today is DK Metcalf. He actually has become my overall number one prospect at the position, and I really don't see that changing. He offers you absolutely everything you want at the position in a league that obviously stresses passing and pass catchers. His strengths are all the physical traits you could possibly want from an ideal number one wide receiver. He's 6'4", 220 pounds, with great speed for that size. He has an amazing catch radius, good natural hands, He's strong at the point of the attack, rarely catches with his body, and has more speed than expected, like I said, for a man his size. Great after the catch and on runaway routes. Those are posts, goes, and slants. After the catch is fast enough to break away and also strong enough to break tackles. So he really does create big plays in the passing game with his big catches and with his after-the-catch ability, his run-after-catch. For weaknesses, there's not many, but his routes but his route running could be improved. He relies on his natural abilities and could refine his techniques to take his game to the next level. A little stiff during route running, which is a typical knock against big body wide receivers. My biggest issue is his backside effort when it comes to routes and blocking from the backside. He takes some plays off when it seems he knows he isn't the intended target. And I hope in the NFL that is addressed because as a weapon of his caliber, You can pull coverages even when the ball isn't coming your way, and that benefits the whole team. He's got to be a team player, and he can't take plays off. As for player comparisons, his size and his speed is a unique gift, and that's why, at best, I compared him to Julio Jones, but at his worst, Kenny Galladay, more than likely he'll end up somewhere in the middle. But for his team fits, the Bills, the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Redskins are in the biggest need of a wide receiver like him. In my mock draft, I actually projected DK Metcalf to go to the Bills. They just drafted Josh Allen, their quarterback, who improved throughout his rookie season. Toward the end of the season, he looked very good. To give him a big body wide receiver, a big weapon in the passing game, to go along with that draft pick seems like the smart offensive move in an offensive-driven league. And now that Tom Brady is coming near the end of his career, you definitely want to be prepared to jump on that you want to be prepared to jump on that division if it becomes available. So that's your DK Metcalf player profile. Uh, a couple more things. Like I said, he's 6'4", 225 out of all Miss. And uh, his career stats, he has 67 receptions for 1,228 yards, 14 touchdowns, and then an 18.3 yards per reception. So he offers that big play ability, 18.3 yards per reception. That's huge. He's always making big plays in the passing game and definitely a fit for any team in the NFL, really. And there you have it, guys. Awesome work by my co-host
1: here. He's going to be doing 50 player profiles for all of the top draft prospects that are going to be coming into the NFL in 2019. So make sure that you are following us at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They're going to be going up on our social media platforms. And make sure you're just following there for all of your football-related content. We have frequent stats of the day going up. We're doing our all-IR team. We know that a lot of players get hurt every single year in the NFL, and it's important to keep those players in mind when going into the next season. So we're releasing our full lineup of players that were unfortunately absent or missed most of the 2018 season and what we're kind of expecting from them going forward. So, yeah, just a ton of awesome content going out there. But we really appreciate you guys tuning in today and for the entire season, guys. The season's coming to an end. But the Football MD Podcast is not going anywhere. We're going to continue bringing you guys weekly episodes, and we look forward to spending the offseason with you guys. But, of course, we have to get through the Super Bowl first, so enjoy this weekend. If you're rooting for the Patriots, if you're rooting for the Rams, best of luck to you guys. Until next time.